This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. All right, so let's head out to Las Vegas, Nevada, as they call it. Patrick Little is there, Senior Vice President and General Manager of Qualcomm Global Automotive. He's there with tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of people for CES are headed there shortly. So Patrick, tell me what's going on with Qualcomm these days, especially as it relates to tech in our cars. Well, yeah, it's uh, CES. It's uh, it's just kicking off now. I guess it kicks off tomorrow morning. And auto is the big buzz out here in Las Vegas this week. So auto used to be an afterthought, and all of a sudden auto is the central thing uh, out at CES, it's become the, the main the main part of the show, and so uh, very big for Qualcomm this year is we announced our first autonomous driving platform. We've been working on it with uh, big customers like GM over the last few years, and finally just unveiled it uh, in our press conference just a few minutes ago. So uh, Bloomberg's one of the first to find out about it. It's called Snapdragon Ride, mm. and it's basically the central computer brain inside the vehicle that's going to allow your car eventually to take on some driving functions and eventually drive itself over the coming years. All right. So I feel like this is long awaited in in many ways. Is 2020 the year that, that we actually see this in cars or is it going to take a little bit longer for that robust uh, autonomous driving experience? Yeah, you know, it's it's going to be evolutionary. So just like everything else in automotive, uh, it won't just be one day uh, the cars are driving themselves. You know, I think as a society, we can't adapt that quickly. And so what's really limiting, um, you know, technology is certainly evolving continuously. Um, but what's really limiting it is our ability as humans to be able to acclimate to the changes. And so what, what you'll see is, is what you're already seeing, and that is, You'll go from level one to level five autonomy, where the car will start to brake itself in certain conditions, and then it might steer itself uh, or to keep in the lane, and then it might recognize some road signs and eventually help you on the highway, and then eventually help you in stop and go traffic, and then 10 years from now, you'll turn around and the car will be fully driving after you've acclimated to kind of each one of these use models, and that's the way passenger vehicles will evolve. Patrick, I think that's what will get us all used to it. I feel like in many ways the technology is certainly there. We've seen that, right, with um, various automakers already uh, in terms of self-driving cars. Tesla certainly front and center here. I guess as I'm on the car, my car can kind of drive on its own already also, but it's not a Tesla. But what's interesting is I constantly think about the infrastructure around me. I think about, you know, messy roads or signs and things that aren't so clear that are going to complicate our move towards a fully self-driving world. So where are we on that? Who's responsible for that? Because if once you start getting towns and governments and things involved, that to me says it's going to take a lot longer. No, you, I think you put your finger on it. So it's, it's easy enough in what's called a closed-loop situation for cars to be able to drive themselves. The technology is just nearly there to be able to make that happen with mobility services and robo-taxis and these things in closed-loop environments. It's the open-loop environments that you're talking about where mm-hmm. there's potholes in the roads that aren't mapped, these types of things. And so it's, it's evolving, continuously evolving the technology where it's able to detect these things. Um, which is really going to allow us to be able to run these open-loop scenarios. And that's why we're graduating passenger vehicles from level one up until level five autonomy over the coming years. Another point you made was very good, and that is the infrastructure. So it won't be just the cars. 
that are that are that are helpful in autonomy the infrastructure itself will know a lot more it will know where the potholes are it will know where the traffic uh, where the traffic jams exist and so i think it's a it's a, a concert of what's going on in the car and the technology and very similar right. technology in the infrastructure and so each the, the sad answer to it is each municipality is responsible for putting together that infrastructural approach and some states like california and arizona are a little bit more advanced and there's other states that i think are falling behind. But it will be the marriage of infrastructure and the car to be able to really bring a full self-driving environment over the coming decade. It's almost like crowdsourcing or crowdfunding. I do think about ways and how it works. And man, I've been pulled into it where I'm like, oh yeah, I just saw a cop. Or oh yeah, there's a car pulled over. Like, you know, you start doing that. And I do wonder how much that will have to be a part of, you know, kind of what happens in the future. So Patrick, go ahead. No, now you're, you're bringing in a very important point. That's why 5G is necessary, because as Jason's car runs over a pothole or figures out that a road is closed, it can report that up to a cloud, and that will use that crowdsourced information to inform all the vehicles across the network. So cars will no longer be isolated on their own. We're connecting all the cars together and the cars to the infrastructure like we discussed last time I was on your show with uh, with the right. V2X technology. Yeah. So, Patrick, I'd just like to point out that you have pointed out that Carol asked really good questions, and apparently <laughs> I drove over, drive over potholes. So I'm not holding it against you because you're all the way out there in Las Vegas. I'm but, keeping you know, track of I it, though. I thought we had I'm a thing going, you, bro. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying she's keeping track. I report it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, just only about 30 seconds left, and we're going to hold you over for the next segment. But uh, the mood you said, pretty good out there as it relates to car right now at CES? Oh, it's just amazing. So CES, as I mentioned, five years ago, automotive was an afterthought, uh, pushed away in one of the halls, and now it just is front and center. I can tell you Qualcomm, we did seven or eight press releases. Seven of the eight were all about automotive and autonomy and different services that we're offering now. So automotive has really become the the center of what's going on in the buzz at CES, and and no true, uh, more true than this year. Patrick Little is our guest. He's Senior VP, General Manager, Qualcomm Global Automotive, getting ready to head to CES out in Vegas. On the phone from San Diego, though, on this Monday. Hey, Patrick, uh, we do want to move on, but one more question I have, because you are seeing what's going on in terms of self-driving, technology, chips increasingly playing a bigger role when it comes to the automotive space. Is Are all automotive companies alike in terms of their pursuit in pushing towards self-driving or are there some that from your vantage point are definitely ahead of the pack no it's not it's not homogeneous for sure there are there are but it is there are there are leaders in europe there are leaders in north america and leaders in china Uh, one of the companies that we announced that we're working very closely with is general motors they've been a partner of ours since 20, uh, since 2002, and we launched OnStar together. Right. And so they're one of the more advanced companies in North America that's really pushing for autonomous driving. And they've come out with their Super Cruise and their Ultra Cruise and different varieties of their of autonomous driving. But that's one, one company, I think, that in partnership with Qualcomm has really been able to break new barriers in autonomous driving. Uh, several of the German automakers are really aggressive, and we've been working with several of them as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it, there are laggards and leaders in the space for sure. I think everyone has the same goal in mind, and that is safety. Mm. Really, autonomous driving and ADAS is really all about safety. Uh, and so you, you have North America, a couple leaders, and a couple leaders in Germany, and certainly a few in Asia that are, that are continuing to lead the way. But General Motors is a friend of the family, we'll say. 
and they've really been working closely with us to, I would say, in kind of a trusted advisor partnership. Patrick, we talked a little bit about this uh, a few minutes ago, but 5G, tell us what that actually looks like, because I I feel like too often, I think we talked about this with you when you visited with us before, this notion of like, yeah, 3G to 4G, eh, things got a little bit faster, but 5G feels like more of a game changer, really uh, sort of a, a, um, a step function up, as they say. Tell us what that actually looks like, especially when it comes to your business. Yeah, 5G is a game changer across nearly every industry, and certainly that's true for automotive. And so those core tenants of 5G, just the speed, the uh, low latency, in other words, your, your time to access it is very high. The reliability is extremely high, which is very important for automotive. And it's going to make a bunch of change. 5G alone will make quite a few changes in automotive. One of the things we talked about when we last spoke was uh, – uh, cellular vehicle to everything, or vehicles talking to other vehicles right. and talking to the infrastructure. It's very important that the network be available all the time. And so 5G has extremely high reliability, much higher than 3G or 4G, and I think that's an important part of connecting the car to the world around it is that reliability. Also, for ADAS, it's important there'll be so much data coming from the car and going to the car in terms of maps and algorithms and other data uh, back and forth. It's very important that you have that very high throughput that 5G can give you. So 5G will actually play a very central role in many aspects of the evolution of, of uh, automotive, not only for autonomy, not only connecting the car to the world around it, but even to be able to stream movies and audio and other content to your car as you bring your digital life into the car. Automotive standards, will they be um, the same around the globe ultimately? We're trying to, you know, we're trying for that global harmonization, particularly with the V2X or connecting the car to the world around it. We're really trying to harmonize around a specific spectrum, a specific set of uh, goals and objectives so that you can have this common experience across the entire globe. We really do learn from each other in North Mm -hmm. America, Europe, uh, Asia. We we have uh, this common network in the industry. We really do learn from each other. So hopefully there'll be a nice harmony. Now, in cellular V2X, China is definitely ahead. They uh, announced the spectrum well ahead of the other territories. And it's what I was mentioning to you before. They're they're a little bit ahead of everyone because of their decisiveness on uh, on V2X technology. Um, But yeah, we try to harmonize these capabilities and these functions across the globe. And automakers like it that way. They don't like to have to do a model for Europe and a model for North America. They like to be able to have a lot of leverage in their investments across all territories. And frankly, from the smallest car or from the low-end car to the premium car, they want that leverage as well. Right. All right. Uh, We'll have a great show. Patrick Little, Senior Vice President and General Manager of Qualcomm Global Automotive. He joined us on the phone from San Diego, headed to Vegas, some big announcements from Qualcomm. Sounds like uh, cars moving from sort of the back lot to the main aisle there uh, at the big electronic show in Vegas, baby. Yeah, pretty cool. And we'll watch for some of the announcement that comes out over the next week. So definitely following that.